This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. Welcome back. You're listening to... Oh, you're not welcome back. Just welcome. <laughs> Just I've, welcome. Been I've been here since noon, okay? Yeah. Gun Owners Radio, FM 961-1170. The answer. Hey, hey, making good people defenseless does not make bad people harmless. It's not gun control. It's victim disarmament. Yes, it is. Help us fight back and become a member of San Diego County Gun Owners. We make activism easy, so join now. Go to stcgo.org slash... Join and sign up as a member. Together, we will win. Okay. Yeah, we're at, oh, I haven't ahead. looked at the itinerary yes. yet, but are we going to talk about the Newsom-DeSantis debate on Thursday on we, Fox? We can. What are your thoughts on it? Oh, we have to watch it. You have to watch it. <laughs> wait, wait. When, when, did it, when did it? I'm a little behind. When I know, because you don't watch TV. I don't watch TV. I'll have to rinse you one. So it already happened? or it's No, not no. Playing? It's going to be this Thursday, and everybody, oh. everybody wants to know what questions Hannity is going to ask. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This is a debate between the governor Newsom of Florida and the, and the governor, governor of, of California. California. They're just debating? That's all they're like, doing. They're not running for... No. Nope. They're just... This is just they're, the... Well, it's because the Newsom... In, no, because Newsom... Manila, it's the thriller in the In villas, Manila. Well, because Newsom <laughs> slammed DeSantis. Yeah. And DeSantis... Wait, wait, Newsom slammed DeSantis? Yeah, he was saying how terrible Florida is and why are all these Californians moving there. And he said, we're way better here. We have a better state. So DeSantis says, oh, yeah, how about if we debate that? He's, I got to tell you, he's. Uh, Which he, one? Um, Newsom. I'm not, okay, I I really try to be good. I think I am good about not insulting people I disagree with. Right. I think I'm pretty good. You at are. I think I'm really good at being able to see both sides and bring it down and go, look, this is just two people who disagree. Here's right. the root, you know. That being said, Newsom is a textbook sociopath. Yes. <laughs> I, like, I'm not kidding. Yes. Like, he is yeah. a true sociopath. <clears throat> By the way, Lee from Gunfighter Tactics yeah. here. Welcome. Hello. How are Hello. you, brother? I'm good. How about you? He's got, got a new adventure it. coming out. We're going to talk to him about, about it. it. But, what, but I wanted to introduce you. What, what are your thoughts? You, you laughed at when I said Newsom's a sociopath. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's been obvious for how many years now? Since he got Truly. into office. It's, it's crazy how bad he's ruining California. Yeah. Well, here's the one that and I'm going to send a, an email to Hannity, and I'm going to tell him. Right. You have to ask him because Newsom says the reason our gas prices are so high Yeah. Is because the gas companies are gouging us. It's no, not but true. Why aren't they gouging the other forty nine states? Say, the gas companies in California, right? Yeah, just those just ones. Just the ones in California. Yeah, right. So I mean, but if he, if if I'm telling you, if Hannity softballs this this debate, or if they're, I'm just going to go. I, I okay. So I hope he doesn't softball it, but I hope he keeps it. Uh, Relevant. I hope he keeps it. Uh, uh, I hope it's right down the center. Yeah. Like, I hope he does. I hope it doesn't turn into him beating up on. Uh, you know I don't I mean? think I, he will. I, but I hope that he's he, he, he's strong on both of them. I, this is such an opportunity to to not be biased, to, to just yeah. say, hey, here are some legit things right. you've actually screwed up. You know what I mean? 
I hope yeah. he does that. Yeah, and, and, and if you live in California, I don't care if you're like the right or the left. If you don't like Fox, I don't care. If you're in California, you need to watch this debate only to find out who's going to show their true colors. Well, yeah, uh, one of the things I hate about debates is how everyone talks over each other. So I hope that Sean Hannity is able to control that. Well, if that happens, happens, it's because they'll hit him with a cattle prod. Oh, for sure. Because <laughs> he talks over everybody. Everyone. Well, we were just talking a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about the Young Turks, which is a far left wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's a podcast or a YouTube channel. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a woman on there named Anna Kasparian who's way left wing. Right. Like way, 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 way left wing. Zero ability to like see the other side or right. analyze or whatever. Um, that being said, she's actually very intelligent, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, but she just has very, 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 very strong beliefs. She's just wrong about them all. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, Reagan said that he said something about it's not that Democrats don't know anything; it's just that everything they know is wrong. <laughs> anyway, I, I like that. She went <clears throat> off on Newsom a couple of weeks ago. I was just kind of. You know, what? flipping through. Yeah, I was just kind of flipping through YouTube, and uh, I don't remember why I even clicked on it, but it was about an eight-minute undressing of Newsom from her, and she was just. Wow. She at one point even said that the failures of Newsom in California have made her question and rethink her own uh, progressive and left wing. Wow, that's how bad it is. Well, I'm hearing it too. I'm hearing it from a lot of other left wingers. I, uh, I think what's happening is Newsom tried to do some things that uh, was trying to appeal to the right wing so he can get those extra votes for his presidential race. And thus, uh, it's actually hurting the progressive side even more, and they're not even supporting him as much now anymore because of that. So, by the way, well, the homeless is coming back to San Francisco. They're, the bus is almost there. Yeah. The, the Chinese left, so they're letting the homeless well, you know, they took crap away. on the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're bringing it back. <laughs> God, that city. We need to start. We need to call it like the you know formerly great San Francisco. You know how when like a politician gets forced out of office, they they call it, you know disgraced former mayor. They we need to start right. calling. Have you ever San been Francisco. to San Francisco when it was good? I lived there from ninety four to ninety seven. Oh, I didn't know that. And I I firmly believe that I was there at the peak. Yes. Because ninety four to ninety seven, when I left in ninety seven. It, it was that was the started the, the spiraling. <laughs> it was starting to it fell off the cliff, and then I went back there on vacation a couple times, um, and it it's it used to be when I got there it was quirky and interesting and and edgy. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It was the Austin of California. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and it, it went the same way too. And yeah. I was a really conservative kid. I got there. I was eighteen. I read Rush Limbaugh's books. You know, I was a really conservative kid. No kidding. And uh, I get to San Francisco, and I'm like, oh, my God, this place. Um, but now it's just it's just dangerous. Like, it wasn't it dangerous is. when it's, I was there. It's totally dangerous. It was just weird and, and kind of getting getting to a point. But now it's just gross and dangerous. It's not even a vacation place anymore. You just want to avoid no. it at all costs. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, so a friend of mine, <clears throat> her and her friends wanted to go back to New York. They'd never been there. Mm-hmm. And... You know, hotels are stupid. Pro- I mean, yeah. And, and and I keep and everybody. She says, but everybody keeps telling me not to go, not to go, not to go. Well, listen to your friends because it's not the New York it used to be. Yeah, very all sad. these cities: L.A., San Francisco, yeah, Chicago. Which Chicago. is funny about New York too, because it used to be real bad. You know, real, real bad. And then it became a mecca of tourism, and then now right. it's 
going back downhill. Well, well Giuliani. Giuliani, Giuliani cleaned it up. Turned it around. Yeah. yeah. And they I don't know about Chicago. You said Chicago. I don't think Chicago was ever okay. No, probably. Not. <laughs> it was. Never, I remember when I was a kid. I was probably ten years old. I was probably ten years old, maybe twelve. So this would have been about eighty six, eighty eight. Mm-hmm. My dad and I go visit family in Wisconsin. We're driving back. We go through Chicago, and um, and there was a fist fight in the street. Like, really? like traffic came to a standstill. We're trying to figure out what's going on. There's all this traffic. And then we realized traffic stopped because there was this enormous fist fight in the middle of the street. No kidding. That was, I don't think Chicago was ever okay. Well, I've never <laughs> been to Chicago, so that's probably good. I haven't either. It was, uh, it's, it was interesting. Yeah. Well, you know. So what else we got on the show today? Uh, a couple things. So uh, Christmas party. San Diego County gun owners, have, we're having our big Christmas party. On the 14th. On the 14th. December 14th. Mark your calendar. All the details went out in an email. So if you didn't get them in your inbox, that means you're not on our email list. Right. So go to gun, uh, uh, gunownersradio.com, get on their email list. Go to San Diego County Gun Owners, get on our email list. Uh, best way to get on our email list is become a member. 10 bucks a month, $100 per year. It helps us exist. We're, there's some really cool uh, – or, or just go to our website, San Diego County Gun Owners.com, sdcgo.org. Um, you'll get the address. It's totally free. Starts at like 5:30. There's food for purchase. Um, we're gonna have some guns, some cool guns that you could win as a prize. There's some other prizes. There's some eggnog. And there's an ugly Christmas sweater contest. <laughs> which Lee, I'm expecting big things from you. <laughs> are you wow. gonna be able to make it? Are you coming? Is it on your calendar? You know, I forgot the date. December 14th. <clears throat> we are actually giving you a gun for that. Oh, even Gunfighter better. Gunfighter Tactical, yeah. It's our last donation as Gunfighter Tactical. That's awesome. Let's, we're going to talk about that in the next... Uh, uh, that, that's bittersweet, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's uh, very cool, but... Uh, it's okay. They may come back. Well, I hope so. Right. Well, we're going to come back. Yeah, right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right. Hey, gun owners, listen up. If you ever have legal matters that involve firearms, you need California's best firearm lawyer, and that means John Dillon. He can help you with red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws, so put his number on your phone right now. That's 760 760- Six four two seven one five zero. That's John Dillon. He's the California firearms lawyer. Seven six zero six four two seven one five zero. So I got to tell you, one of my probably my favorite gun shop. In fact, the gun shop I've talked about most often when I talk to people about what a gun shop should be, and and uh, you know, just my mm-hmm. my favorite gun shop. They they. Uh, don't just give great customer service. They don't just sell great products, but they actually created. A, um, um, a community, and it was, uh, and they they did it. I think honestly better than anybody else. I like the educational aspect. <clears throat> they did that too, um, and that was Gunfighter Tactical. And uh, the good news is, 
that we just heard that at our gun, our, yeah, our Christmas party, um, you could possibly be the winner of a custom gunfighter tactical firearm that yep. we're going to get Lee to talk about, which is very, very cool. The sad part is um, this, is, this is your last chance because they have gone out of business, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, so, when you say go out of business, can we, <laughs> can we put a positive twist on it? Ventured into new things. That's the what I wanted to hear. Yeah. Better because I hate going out of business. Yeah, Is you that, sound like a cheap sale. Well, it makes you know it makes it sound like you gave up. Yeah, yeah. And I know you're not the people that give up. We we're forced out of business. I mean, look at this state. <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted Lee to come in. Lee's been on the show before, and we mm-hmm. we're so thankful for everything Absolutely. that Gunfighter Tactical did over its ten year period. You guys were, uh, you know, Gun Shop of the Year award winners uh, multiple times. Yeah. Um, you guys have been so supportive, you know, all the gun shops have been somewhere on the spectrum of supportive, you know? Um, and I, I just, honestly, uh, I can't think of a shop that was more excited about supporting us than you guys. Yeah. Like, and they've never advertised on the show. So it's not like it was a money thing. No, not at all. It was a, it was a, and that's important to say. Yeah. It was from us, from the heart. That's We wanted to support who could support us and support the community. And right. Be a part of it. You know, we gave up on the NRA a long time ago. No, no questions there. But who are they? San Diego County Gun Owners. I mean, we've been fighting with you guys since day one, side by side. And yeah. you're going to continue to fight. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah. talk about first off. Let's. Uh, so what? What gun could people possibly win? Yeah, uh, I heard it's a BB gun. <laughs> uh, we actually had one of those that we seracoded and broke. So it's not that one. It was an experiment. <laughs> BB guns don't come apart and go back together like oh, the real okay. guns. Seracoded. <laughs> But it's a Glock 19. Nice. It's got a optics cut. It's got an optic on it. It's uh, Cerakoted by us. It's laser stippled. It's it's a it's a pretty rad pretty gun. Sweet, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. You guys, uh, I did uh, I did a I did a number of things for you guys, but I think my favorite thing that I did is I have a Glock 30. Mm-hmm. Remember what you did for my, yeah. my 30? Yeah, yeah. It was because uh, you can't really get a short frame. You can't get a short frame in in California, can you? A Glock 30 short frame. The, the SF? SF? Yeah, yeah. Can I think, you get it? I think you can get the slim frame, but not the shorter. Some, it's some weird thing. Something. Anyway, I have the, 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 the standard, you know, 2000, I, it was 2007 when I got it, which I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. But, you know, it's the grip's like, a, it's like holding on to a Coke can. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? It's big. It's bulky. <laughs> and, and I have big Pause. palms and short fingers. But, you know, I trained through it, and I really loved it. But I thought, hey, you know, uh, you guys shaved it way down. Mm-hmm. I think my instructions were, I think the instructions you put on the order was take it down to uh, structural soundness or something like that. <laughs> like just above Make structural it work. soundness. Keep it yeah. worked. Yeah. 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 Or it collapses in your hand. <laughs> and you stippled it so that I still had a nice grip on it. And then you put those cuts underneath the... The, the undercuts? Uh, yeah. yeah. Which was yeah. which was awesome. Anyway, totally revamped my gun. Yeah. I, I, I loved it before. I love, love, love it now. Yeah. Um, and that was absolutely wonderful. And uh, uh, and then of course I got my KSG for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you guys are you're just so wonderful. So thank you so much for the donation. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys want to win the very last, very last possible way to get a Gunfighter Tactical custom gun, will be at our uh, Christmas uh, party on December 14th. So go to our website, come on down. Uh, you know, give Lee a big hug. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get you a hat with like some mistletoe. Just <laughs> hanging <laughs> over it. <laughs> <laughs> See what ugly sweater he has to offer up. Um, 
yeah, it'll be a good time. So talk about uh, talk about it. Tell us your experience. What are your you know? It's been a couple weeks. I was at your last, uh, uh, you know, your your big uh, hurrah, big blast hurrah. Yeah, and uh, which I was really honored that you that I was one of the people that you invited. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And I want a gun. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> first, right? First time I've ever won a gun. <laughs> I seriously, you you were standing there with, you had a picture of it. Yeah, you handed me the picture, and I was like, "Hey, cool! I got a picture of a gun." Like I was just happy with <laughs> I'll that. Frame it. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> You're like, "No, dude, it's an actual gun. You have to go pick it up." Yeah, and I realized that was the first time I've won a gun. That's amazing. Over eight years, I've 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 given away or been a part of giving away dozens, maybe even hundreds of guns yeah. at this point. And I was always impressed with how happy people were to win a gun. Like I've I've always said, you know, we've had shops put together two or twenty five hundred, two thousand twenty five hundred dollars, you know, packages, twenty five hundred dollar packages worth of stuff or whatever, and people are more excited to win like a four hundred dollar yeah gun yeah than like a twenty five hundred dollar anything else you know it's that it's that. It's that cool factor, you know, the stuff you get to take home, you get to play with, you on the car way on the way home, you'll break it open, start playing with it all. But a gun, it's like, ooh, there's yeah. this mystery. I have to go dross it. Ooh, yeah. ten yeah. days later, I get it, you know. So I was always like, gosh, man, people are so excited about it, and then I finally, I, I get it now. Yeah, <laughs> it was it's fun. Awesome. Yeah, I've had the the <laughs> luck of winning a couple guns throughout my career at Gunfighter, just shot show or competitions or stuff like that, and it's always like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what to do. And what was it? It's a Smith and Wesson. How are you like? Tell me the story. <laughs> what? Um, so throughout our our history, people have brought us guns and be like, "Hey, you can have this if you do something cool with it." Mm-hmm. And we're like, "Yeah, okay, done." <laughs> so we've had those in the case for you know years and years and years, and finally we're like, "Well, you know what? We're not going to have a case of display anymore. So let's give these away to people that we care about." And that's what that little hurrah was for: people yeah. that we care about and we know. And then I gave away them all. Yeah, it was a, it's a it's a Smith and Wesson 38 mm-hmm. special. Yeah, it's revolver. A, it's actually kind of crazy. It's a 70-year-old gun, but we did the new fan-angled splatter paint job on it. Yeah. And so it looks like yeah, you know, right out the factory, but Yeah, yeah, it's, I I looked up the serial number and it's like I can it's like 1950s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the 50s. Yeah. And it's a 38 caliber revolver, my first revolver. Yeah. I've never oh, had nice. a wheel gun before. Wow. And then yeah, it's got that this, I, I was I was I was telling people it's like the it's like the Saved by the Bell. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. If that's what we call it. We call it AD Splatter, Saved by the Bell. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. So, <clears throat> anyway, I'm excited. I haven't shot it yet, but I've definitely uh, uh, played with it a lot. So. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Su- super thankful. So talk about your struggles. Um, you know, I think the reason I wanted you to come on the show is, is uh, you know, um, just a, a big thank you, of course. Yeah. But I really wanted to talk about, um, you know, you guys – it was an honest living. It was a good quality product. It was, you know, extremely happy and thankful customers. You know, you guys yeah. ran a good business by by all measures. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, it was. I, I would say it was the state of California that 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 negatively impacted your ability to do business. I mean, honestly, I would say it was a national thing. Um, <clears throat> you know, we all live in Biden's economy right now, and there's no extra money. Nobody has extra money right now. No. Think your grocery bill, think your gas bill. There's no extra money. So to go get a gun that you already paid good money for, it's black, to go get it made camo or FDE, there's no extra money for that anymore. And I, I understand that. That's that's the economy we live in. And then the other thing was that whole pistol brace fandangle, you know, like what happened and, you know, is it legal, is it not legal? I mean, that killed our sales of AR pistols literally overnight. 
literally. And people were scared of him. And, you know, what can I do to not pe- make people scared? I can explain it to them all day long, but the ATF put that little ounce of, uh, you right. know, of, of what's going on, fear, yeah. and they just r- f- run for the hills. Overnight, it, it, what, 10 years ago, they were like, oh, yeah, it's totally okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then overnight, uh, no, actually, you might be a felon now. Yeah, we changed our minds. So this morning, <laughs> you're a felon. I'm yeah. Like, oh, So okay. millions of people yeah. who have this. Yeah, the entire country. Are now felons overnight. Yeah, and big businesses were going out of business, too. Like, you know, uh, SB Tactical was one of the biggest manufacturers of the pistol braces, and they just kind of disappeared. That's what they did. So the pistol brace is for people who maybe don't know the full story. So this was uh, a pistol brace goes on the end of a of an AR, mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, how would you describe it? It's like a taco. Yeah, it's like yeah. A, <laughs> yeah. The it's original like a, pistol brace was brought to you by Sig of all people. They are so innovative. I'll give them that. Um, and it actually wrapped around your arm and velcroed on so that a one-handed person could shoot the AR safely and comfortably. That's what the original pistol brace was for. Yeah. And Does that make sense, Dave? Was, you follow what he's saying? Yeah, totally. It was, it was, I mean, it was a good idea, and that took off. And, you know, <clears throat> from then on, other companies modified the design a little bit, made it a little bit more comfortable, cheaper. The original ones were all rubber and really heavy and really, really just not good. Sweaty. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. gross. And know? and then they decided that, oh, no, this is because you're – you. Because you could you could possibly shoulder this thing, yeah. you could possibly put it on your shoulder and use it like a regular rifle. Yeah, that uh, that they decided. Hey, you plus know what? it was popular, and and because it was yeah. popular, probably that was the main reason they went after it. And because ATF, I've said it before, I'll say it again. The ATF is absolutely a predatory agency that shouldn't exist, mm-hmm. and they I most mean, of them are. They are absolutely uh, just as as unconstitutional as they come. The ATF should not be there. I can't. Their employees are unethical bullies, and I I don't care um, uh, who disagrees with me. I have multiple examples of the ATF um, being not, you know, they're not just some law enforcement agency that's out for the good of the people or whatever. No, they're a predatory agency. They're anti-gun. They're unethical bullies. Well, what's funny, too, is you said law enforcement agency. The ATF is all opinion. None of it's law. Right. It's all opinion. They're just, yeah. oh, this is legal today. It's not legal tomorrow. Well, where's the law? Where's the? Wh- how are you enforcing this? You're just making stuff up. Like, how is that cool? You know? Well, this they had whole some administration. Yeah. Makes stuff up. Yeah. Well, it, it. I, there were some. There's there were some good. Uh, I don't remember names, but there were some. Some. That, you know, they had them in front of Congress. They had the uh, leader of the ATF in mm-hmm. front of. In front of Congress, and uh, they there were some folks that were really beating them up, yeah, and beating them up good for for good reason. On uh, you, know, you can't just change this overnight. Like, yeah. what is this thing actually? Yes, does it can. make it more dangerous? Does it make it function any different? No, it doesn't. No, you know? then your business, my business, that's right, right here on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961-1170. The answer. Hey, you want to learn to fly? Yes. Go get a pilot's license. Oh, where do you want to go? San Diego is one of the best places to get your airplane pilot license because pilots can fly almost every day. And you can learn to fly with the grip best, San Diego Flight Training International. Hey, we got a deal for Gun Owner Radios only. One hour ground school. That's one hour of flight with an instructor. And, yep, you get the stick. 
This is a $400 value, but it's for our listeners. You save 50 and only have to pay 350 Give them a call at 858-569-1822. Learn to fly with STFTI. That's 858-569-1822. So before we go back, I want to, I wanna, Lee, I want to talk more about, uh, uh, you know, uh, your thoughts on basically what should happen in, in California and how things can be improved. But before that, Dave, what, did, what, were you, what were you reading? Well, and this, is, this could be a plug. If you're a Tucker Carlson fan, you need to order a Ship of Fools. And, book. Yeah, and it's basically uh, just a story of, of really the true story of how money changes everything. And uh, the Sierra Club is, you know, used to be the nemesis of anybody off-roading. They still are, really. They're always yeah. trying to close deserts. Yep. Well, and they used to be just dead against immigration. Isn't they that funny? So the Sierra Club was totally against immigration. immigration. Like, just shut totally. the borders down. Don't have people traipsing exactly. all over the place. Couldn't stand it. They were tromp, trampling all over the place. Sierra Club, which is a total left-wing organization totally. now. So left-wing, you wouldn't believe it. And it's just amazing what $200 million will do. So what? How, where do they, tell us about the $200 million. Well, there's a, a, a philanthropist in, in Denver who was, a 200, who was a real strong advocate for open borders. And he just couldn't figure out how to, you know, so he felt the only way he could do it was to get one of these large groups to back him. So he gave the Sierra Club $200 million to change their... And then Sierra Club changed their opinion on... Night and day. Now they're open board, which, why would... I I guess I can kind of get why the Sierra Club would, would oppose... Any kind of immigration, if you're traipsing over all the flowers. Exactly. I guess that's kind of, but uh, for the most part, why would they have an opinion on immigration? Yeah, how is it relevant to what they do? Well, not at all. Well, because they, again, they, because he, they do. $200 million. (laughs) Now they have 200 million reasons. I mean, I changed my mind for that much. But (laughs) then again, too, they knew that that the administration wanted to open up the borders, and that went against their core value of keeping the United States pristine. I, I, I get to say, it's one thing I, I'm really adamant about and I'm very proud of with San Diego County gun owners is we are Second Amendment only. We don't weigh in on other right. things. Um, I was watching over the weekend a clip from, uh, what was what's the girl from, uh, what's her name, Greta? Greta Thunberg? Oh, oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I don't yeah. waste my time. The environmentalist? Yeah. You know? so, chick, yeah. So she was doing this rally it was like a pro-Palestinian, anti-Israel rally, mm-hmm. and I'm going, wait a minute. And it was like this environmentalist rally Stay where they in were. Your lane. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, what's <laughs> going on? But the interesting thing is, some guy jumps up on stage, walks over, rips the mic out of her hand, and says, "Look, I'm here for an environmentalist uh, rally. You know, what do you guys do? You, you should not be talking about Hamas and Palestinians mm-hmm. and Israel. This is. I'm here for environmentalist reasons. Did she cry? Uh, no, she, but they all started chanting some anti-Israeli yeah. chant or whatever. But yeah. I just thought that was so fascinating. Yeah, it is really interesting. I've definitely noticed people are getting fed up. With well, this garbage. but I mean, for as long as I've been doing this, I've definitely noticed that, like, for example, there really isn't an LGBT uh, uh, um, lobby mm-hmm. here in San Diego. It's not really an LGBT lobby. What it is is it's a Democrat lobby, Mm -hmm. and they use the LGBT community to get Democrats elected. Exactly. They're not pro-LGBT. Now, they are. 
but that's not what they really are. They see them as an asset, not an actual place. That's exactly. it. Exactly. They yeah. just they a tool. Just, they yeah. they went yeah. into the LGBT community and said, "We're going to get Democrats elected. Mm-hmm. We're going to make sure that this community." Now, I got to say, Republicans made that easy. You know, uh, they made that easy for them to reach out to the LGBT community, but they don't really. They're not really LGBT activists. They're they're otherwise. Why, you know, the LGBT community in San Diego doesn't like Carl DeMaio. And he's a little on the <laughs> LBGT. He, he, he's, oh, he's been openly G for, uh, for forever. As long as he's been on you air. Know? And yeah. he, he was actually the first congressional, let's see, he was the first congressional candidate mm-hmm. to, uh, I, I guess he was holding hands with his with his, with his his partner, Jonathan, yeah. in, a, in a commercial. He was the first person to ever run for Congress and, and, and do that. I, I don't really know how to, like a, a display yeah, of affection or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how to do hands. And uh, he's the first one ever to do that. Yeah, he's you know, he's clearly a political leader. You know, he's clearly <laughs> a political leader, and they hate him. And totally. the reason they don't like him is because he's not a Democrat, and his views are right of center. That's right. They are not LGBT. They're just Democrats. That's right. And no one can say that about San Diego County gun owners. I got to tell you, well, no one can say that we're here just to elect Republicans or just to what. <laughs> far from the truth. So I had a person that I'm not going to say who Uh-oh. he or she was. Oh. But they came to me, and I thought it was an interesting comment, that the right and the left is like good cop, bad cop. (laughs) They're not for either one. They have an agenda. It's down the middle, but it's not not Republican and it's not Democrat. The Republican and Democrats are actually working together to an end goal. Because you never see the Republicans battle go up against the Democrats at all, Hmm. right? If you stop and think about it. You never say that again. You never see the Republicans. The Republicans, if, if the Democrats say something or do something, or have a rally or yeah. burn stuff down, you never see the Republicans come in in Congress or or the Senate and fight back. Yeah. Well, I they they do tend to be. That, I think that it's something we talked about. I think Republicans do a horrible job of messaging. That's why they're both on the same program. They're on the same team. But remember, a bad cop, good cop. Yeah. I come in and I rough you up a little bit. And then he, Lee comes in. Now everything is you're, you're saying Republicans, they're like in cahoots? Yes. Oh, God. I don't I think, think that's that. higher level thinking I know. I'm ready for. <laughs> I think that's, uh, I got to tell you, that's way smarter than any politician, just about any politician. Oh, well, there is that. Yeah. I, you know, I never even thought of it that's, that way. I, w- I wish they were had the ability to be well, that organized. Well, nobody intelligent ever gets into politics. Let's <laughs> put it that way. I, I know uh, my buddy Leo always says that he, he'll, he never votes for somebody who is running for the best job they've ever had. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if that job, you know what if I mean? that's the best yeah. job if you've ever had. that's the best had. job they've ever had, he's not voting for them. They better have had a better job than that. Yeah. Which so. is crazy because I think about politics when they first started. You chose the best man of the yes. of the times. You cho- he had a sex- successful business. He had right. favor with the people. Like He was a good man who w- you wanted to represent right. you. And he wasn't necessarily a guy who was born to represent you. Right. He did. He just naturally did because that's what you were. You right. were part of his culture. And now it's like, no, I want a career of representing people I've never even seen. Right. Never even been I want a career politician. Yeah. Somebody yeah. that will take money under the table. Yeah. And will push the agendas <laughs> I want to push. I mean, I really, when you come right down to it. 
So, Lee, what do you think, man? What do you think the future He's of running for governor? Is? Yeah, I'd vote for him. Oh, I'd geez. vote for him. <laughs> do you think, are we going to be able to fix this? Is there anything that you're hopeful about? I mean, it's, you know what I mean? Like, talk to me about the state of affairs in California, especially Second Amendment state of affairs. Oh, man. Looking uh, from the inside out, because you've been on the inside. I have, yeah. It, it's hard. It's it's really, really hard. To I think you've had things done to you and your business along with the other businesses out there that nobody knows what was done to you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's rough. Like, we're, we're regulated by the federal, the state, and the city government. Like, I, there's not a lot of businesses that are regulated so much like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard, man. It's hard. It's expensive. It's incredibly expensive. Um, I know, and it's kind of rolled downhill. Our federal license was the cheapest, and our city license was the most. And it's like, they can control you that way. You know, they can say, well, yeah, you can be a gun shop in San Diego, but you're going to pay X amount of dollars. It's like, well, geez, so much for a startup company. You know, I'm going to need financial backing just to do this. Well, a friend of mine used to be an advertiser on the gun show, and he moved into a new building, put his, put his alarm system in. Mm-hmm. Police showed up. They says, where's your alarm system? Well, it's right here. Well, that's not our alarm system. Yeah, you have to pay for an alarm permit. And if you don't, we will not come to your business if the alarm goes off. Yeah. You have to pay to have an alarm. Isn't that extortion? Yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> insane. I'm not the sharpest pencil well, in the Well, and the permit he's talking about that's so expensive is basically they say, look, you're you're this, you're this uh, risky, horrible business that costs the city money because we have to over-regulate you. That's why. Right. And, and it's the same permit that like a massage parlor. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a, you know. Well, a, look at a liquor a, license. A massage parlor, but, quote unquote. Yeah. And what else? They're, they're like all like the, the sin businesses, yeah. basically. The, oh, what do they call them? The uh, <laughs> guilty tax. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But like, look, but look like, at, wait a minute. You look at, are, a, look at a liquor license. Let's say you wanted mm-hmm. to open up gunfighter bar, which would be cool. A that liquor license <laughs> is what? Quarter of a million? I didn't even know. Yeah. It's about a quarter of a million. For what? For what? Yeah. And then your tax, literally, just to be able to do what you want to do. That's it. Hello. That's all you're paying for. What they and what they never talked about is the fact that gun shops, uh, you know, are part of the. You guys were part of the solution. Mm-hmm. You guys were the front right. lines of many of the the, the problems. If, some, if a criminal came in and tried to buy a gun, you guys stopped them. You yeah. guys reported. If somebody came in and said, "Hey, uh, you know, here's a gun. You know, uh, uh, I want to sell it to you or whatever." You guys were the ones to find out whether or not it was stolen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You guys were, were were solving problems. You yeah. guys were the front lines. You guys weren't causing problems. Yeah. Like how come they didn't how come you guys didn't get paid for all the Well, I'll tell you what, there's no roster on buying guns off the streets. Funny <laughs> you know? thing. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> we have to follow the rules cuz we're law abiding. But, but we've had that argument with them and they just get all indignant and they get yeah. But to me, if if they were to just say idly, as long as you follow all the rules and regulations, Go ahead and open a shop. Yeah. That's all you need to do. And then, of course, if there's fees, you know, to transfer, they still make, they won't make as much money, but just think of a happier business, happier employees. It's just, it makes no sense how they do it. What was your favorite part about running the shop? Um, Closing the door at five? No. Actually, there's plenty of times we stayed later to help people. It was, it was honestly the interaction, the, the teaching of my passion, the teaching of like, People would come in with their first handgun, and I'd be like, well, you know, let's talk. Like, maybe you don't need this and this. Maybe you just need that, you know? Like, teaching the passion of what, I, what I'm what i so familiar with and I'm so ingrained in. I go home and study this on my own just because it's what I do. And teaching people about that and just being a part of it. And, you know, people, people still ask me questions like, what would you use for home defense? What would you use for this? What would you use for that? And it's just because that's my thing, right? 
So it, it was really cool to be a part of that, getting it out there, you know, and, and getting it into people's hands and functionally and safely and getting them training and getting them different things. It was it's just a, a really cool part to be a part of. Let's yeah. talk about what you're doing next when we come back in the next segment. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like being the car guy. If you come up and ask me what's the best car to get, then I ask you 10 questions before yeah. I tell you what car to get. Absolutely. It's the same thing. It's all about service. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Scott Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1178. The answer. Hey, Riverside and San Bernardino. Even with the Bruin case, Bruin, Bruin case, the gun grabbers are getting more uh, desperate. So let's face it, all these laws dismiss only the people that would use a gun to defend themselves. Fight back and do something to defend your Second Amendment right. Join Inland Empire gun owner right now. We're growing uh, the 2A community and are getting more pro 2A officials elected. Membership is only 10 bucks per month, and joining is real easy. Just go to iegunowners.com slash join. So leave from Gunfighter Tactical. What, what's next, man? What's, what, are you, uh, what are you launching next, or what's your next endeavor? Sure. <clears throat> um, well, Morgan is part of the crew. He yeah. is at now Clothy Gunsmithing. Nice. So I want to plug that because he's a great gunsmith, and you need to go get that custom work still done. Is he still? Has he got a shop? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's Clothy in Santee, El Cajon. Yeah, it's like well, it's right on the it's it's right it's like Lakeside Santee right there. Yeah. What's it called? Clothy and Sons. Oh, okay. Yeah, sounds like clothes. Yeah. Well, kind of spelled the same. Change the name. He's yeah. he's great too, man. Morgan's such a good guy. Yeah. All you guys were such, your whole crew were such, you guys. Uh, Put together a team. You guys were just so great. I mean, you in particular just make people, you're like the opposite of the comic book store guy on The Simpsons. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you make everyone, I watch you make everyone feel like, like, hey, I think I'm Lee's friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is, I mean, you're, you're so personable and so the way you interact with people. is Part, just part of that has always been. I want my gun shop to be the gun shop people feel comfortable in, yeah. like regardless. So I want the employees that treat people that way, right? So that's a big deal to me. So my employees are my family. Well, when I, I'd gotten a gun that I won from uh, the prom, yeah. and I wanted to put uh, a scope on it. I don't know what kind of scope I want. Yeah. Yeah. So I walked in, and I talked to your your, uh, your guy in the back, and I says, and I have a bad habit of doing it. I said, well, what would you do? <laughs> and he says, well, what's your budget? And I go, well, you know, give me a range. And he gave me a range. And I says, I said, but really, what would you do if it was, this is your gun, what would you do? He says, well, honestly, this is what I would do. And I've been as happy as a clam. Yeah, yeah. But when, because you get a lot, especially nowadays with people buying guns left and right, they don't know what the hell they're buying. Yeah, yeah. And if they don't, if they can't find a, a gun shop, that will be compassionate enough to listen to your, your your concerns, ask a lot of questions, yeah. Instead of just saying, "Oh, well, here's what this is what you need right here," yeah, and it not be the right thing. And I think that was one of the highlights of uh, your shop, one hundred percent. So that ability to interact with people, what are you doing with that? 
Where are you um, taking that next? Yeah, what are you doing next? What so, kind of an ice cream store are you opening? <clears throat> so my friends have been telling me for a long, long time, hey, you need to be teaching. You need to be teaching. And I always had this this complex of like, no, 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 who am I to teach? You know, that, that's not me. And they finally said, look, seriously, you need to be teaching. And I said, all right, fine. This kind of is the opportunity to do that. You know, the store is closed. I still have friends. I still have community. And so I'm going to be starting a training company. I have company. nothing else to do. Yeah. I, 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 people are like, oh, I got to be there at six. I go, I got nowhere to be. <laughs> um, so in mid mid-January, we're launching a website called BarelyTraining.com. Nice. And uh, it's going to be me teaching shooting, teaching all, th- all things with guns, you know, like new shooters, women's only classes. And I've been doing this stuff just on the side for friends. And friends, wa- my friend's wife put together a class of 10 women that she just – Wanted to get familiar with guns. So we sat for, it was an eight-hour class. First four hours, we didn't even shoot. We just sat there, and I explained the entire workings of the gun to them, how to render it safe, how to be a part of it, just how to be a, teach them, right? They don't want to just show up to the range and put this scary thing in their hands, and they shoot, and they're shaking the whole time. They're familiar with it. So by the time we did shooting, they were very comfortable with what they were doing. So that, to me, that passion of teaching what I love is just, it's number one. Like, nice. I can go to the day, I can go to the range, spend an entire day on the range by myself, shooting, hard training, getting sweaty, getting dirty, or I can go to the range and teach someone to shoot and not shoot a single thing myself and have just as much fun both days mm-hmm. because it's just something I love. Well, it's the end result. Mm-hmm. It's like building a gun. Yeah. When you get done with it, wow, that's really nice. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things too. Yeah, yeah. And when you take a, a person and they're shaky when they come in and they're solid when they leave. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. the what's the structure going to be like? Is it group classes or individual? Yeah, all or? the above. Um, we're going to be doing group classes on weekends, and we're going to be booking for individual, you know, individual or group, small group, um, you know, just anything and everything. Where are you going to do it at? So we're uh, looking at a private range in Escondido, and then um, talking to a couple other ranges, but just, you know, contact me, and we can always kind of fidget around. Because I'm not based anywhere, I'm not based at a certain range. Because you could do North County, yeah, Central, absolutely. and South. Yeah, exactly. I will gotta travel. Find, yeah, you just got to find the range right. that that, admits, that fits your your your, your uh, exactly. criteria. What, yeah. do you, what do you think, gun owner? Like, the gun owners you know and see in, in San Diego, um, what, what do you think people need to work on? Like, what's... What's where are we lacking? You know, that's funny because one of the classes that I want to introduce into this training schedule is the concealed carry class. Yeah, there you not go. necessarily a concealed carry get your license class. Right. A shooting class that is basically all concealed carry. Yeah. So often you get these dudes that show up to the range and they're full kit and they're full outside the waistband. 2011s. Well, guess what, bro? That's not the gun you're carrying every single day. Right. How about you train with that one just for one day? That's and, those, and those aren't the clothes you're wearing. Yeah, yeah. I, I told I told people the other day we were standing around uh, at a restaurant. I said, "This is what we will look like at the concealed carry class. I won't be able to see a gun and I won't be able to see mags, but I'll know they all have them, and we're going to train like that because that's one of the things that I've noticed that is really, really lacking. People will go to this concealed training qualification class and just be like, oh, that person carries a gun. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I want to get people into training, into people training concealed carry, trade holster, train everything. But so our tagline for the company for barely training is uh, 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 have fun, train hard. Nice. Number one thing, have fun. Right. I'm not here to bust your balls. I'm not right. here to make fun of you. Right. I'm here to have fun first of all. Second well, of all, let's learn something. Well, it makes me think of that video that was just out. Where the guy was walking up to his house with a, with a cup of tea, mm-hmm. and Throws the guy sticks a gun in his back. Yeah, Do you see how he was flailing? Mm-hmm. No wonder he didn't hit anything with it. Yeah, you know, and you could just see, and I mean, you could just see 
this kid needs training. Yeah, absolutely. And he was concealed, mm-hmm. but he had no idea what he was doing. He yeah. just totally lost. Yeah. So that had to be one of the motivators. Say, ooh, we got to teach these people. Yeah, it's, I mean, the motivators just literally go to a CCW qualification class, and you're like, oh, wow. Well, they're, and there's, like I said before, there's so many people buying guns mm-hmm. and not getting trained. Exactly. I mean, I was on the front lines of COVID. People were buying guns that probably, to be honest, didn't have any space to buy guns. Like, they... they oh, Alicia, here, Alicia's come up with some stories. Yeah. Let me here, tell you. Here's a gun. Here's a tra- flyer for training. Please, dear God, please do this <laughs> for me, please. Yeah. With the gun, I will call him myself, you know, like one of those things where... I I want everyone to get a gun. That is my number one goal. But I want you to be confident with it, and I want you to be uh, instructed. Do you remember the line at your store during Freedom Week? Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> when when you guys had mag, and you guys were just get like these enormous boxes of mags. Yeah. Like half time, you didn't even know like what the hell was going to be in it. Yeah. You're just like, all right, let's see what we got. We were overnight shipping every single night during that. Yeah. Wow. Just to, How exciting was that though? That was nuts, man. It was so nuts. Like, it was. It, I used to work in the concert industry, and it brought me back to that where it's like you just open the box and everybody wants it. You know, you're like, here, 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 here. Um, so that that was a lot of fun. And the only time I kind of you said the, the education part, the only time I ever turned someone down of selling them a gun, mm-hmm. this girl was probably four foot six, never owned a single gun in her life, and was trying to buy a 308 AR pistol. <laughs> and I was like. Come back tomorrow. I will have multiple options for you, but this, this is not it. right for you. This, this will it. knock you on your butt. You don't mm-hmm. know. Please, please. I'm not trying to be rude. I just want to show you what is out there. You know, she came back the next day and she ended up buying like a like a uh, XD or a Glock or something. But yeah. I was just like, please let me educate you. Don't just walk in and buy something because it's because it's cool. Her or boyfriend told her. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh Lord, please come back tomorrow. And we, she yeah. did, and we got her the right application for what she was trying to do. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But that was a COVID thing, yeah. Do you remember what uh, Do you remember what I bought? Do you remember what you sold me on Freedom Week? A drum, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so You're like, what's the coolest thing you got? And I was like. It wasn't. <laughs> I, I was. It was what like. What did you do with that? It rem- it's for my AR. But you remember, it was kind of like, it was like, you know that meme where Kermit the Frog is looking out the window and it's like, it's like raining. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I felt like that. I'm like, I didn't buy anything. Like I was, <laughs> I was pretty much at your shop all week. Yeah. Because we were, we set up a, a table and we were getting folks to. To you know, try to join San Diego County gun owners and everything. And I'm watching all these people buy 15 round Glock mags, mm-hmm. and 30 round AR mags. Well, I already have a drum. I have all that, and I'm like, and, and I'm I like, this is like the last day. I'm like, oh, I, I wasn't able to buy any because I have, you know, because I have it as all legal. Yeah. Like, hey, what am I gonna do? And it was like, it was it was like a Christmas story. You're like you're, <laughs> I think you were just like, hey, go behind the piano. <laughs> it was like, have I got the last? For you. Yeah, like the last box up. You said so- something happened, like that sixty round mat or the sixty round drum, like showed up and it wasn't supposed to show up or whatever. You didn't, I don't know. But yeah, it was, it was it, like the last thing you guys had. I mean, our distributors were going crazy that week too because California alone sucked all the magazines out of the entire country. Oh, I would bet. Um, so they were shipping, putting the wrong labels on the wrong boxes. So we would have an order in front of us, like, "Hey, this is what we ordered last night." We open the box and be like. Well, I guess we're selling what we got. Yeah. <laughs> so stuff would just show so up. You and weren't be, even getting what you ordered. No. So I got a 60 round drub for my AR. Yeah. You guys sent me to carry it? <laughs> well, and then I was all happy. I'm like jumping up and down. Lee's like, dude, that's one mag change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good okay. point. <laughs> and, and your barrel is going to melt. No, not my barrel. Because they installed it. Yeah. Your Dan- barrel. It was Daniel Defense Barrel. Oh, your yeah. barrel is good. <laughs> you yeah. guys did. You guys pretty much you rebuilt my AR multiple times. 
Yeah. You sold me my 60-round drum. You you redid my Glock. You sold me my KSG. You guys did a bunch for me, man. Yeah. And they never lost a spring. <laughs> well, maybe we just found another yeah. one. <laughs> now, hey, he told us this story almost the first week we'd done radio together. How he was home working on his on his is my nineteen. It was a nineteen eleven. It was actually my, my my wife at the time. Her nineteen eleven. Yeah, and he took it apart. Bing. Bing. <laughs> And never seen it again. That spring yeah. is still somewhere in the universe. And he figured, don't ah, don't worry, honey. You don't need that spring. This thing will work. That spring is in orbit over Santee somewhere. The abyss I've, of springs. And I've never forgotten that. That's the greatest story. <laughs> that and washing his gun under the sink. But that's another story. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, just what? Yeah, I wash my uh, yeah, hot hot water. I use Seal One on my Glock, and then I just run it under hot water. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it works. Yeah. You ever seen their fish tank one? No. They have a Seal One Sig that just lives in a fish tank. <laughs> no. Dude. Yeah. For real. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back. Yeah, there's another hour. Don't touch that dial. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. <laughs> Shooter ready, stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. All right, folks, welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Help Orange County gun owners get the right people elected in Orange County. How? By becoming a member today. Go to ocgunowners.com slash join. Now is the time to join the growing number of gun owners who care and want to protect our Second Amendment right. Go to ocgunowners.com slash join and become a member today. All right, subscribe and win. Subscribe to our email list and win some swag. This week's winner is Victor Elkind. Ooh. <laughs> ah. Lee liked that. Uh, Victor, congratulations. Email prizes at gunownersradio.com to claim your T-shirt or your hat. And our new hat is very, very cool. Some people say that's a victory. Uh, Victor, jeez. I mean, you've only been a da- you haven't even been a dad for a year, and you're already <laughs> neck deep in the dad jokes. Um, yes, victory for Victor. So subscribe and win. All you got to do is go to our uh, go to go to gunownersradio.com and subscribe to our email list. One of the things you definitely want to pay attention to is the first weekend of March. Looks like it's going to be a gun show and symposium that we're going to be a big part of. Here in, uh, it's actually in the Mission Valley area, right here in San Diego. So new and improved, even bigger and better. Um, it's going to be a really, really great gun show. You went to the gun show, didn't you? I did. Yeah, yeah. Not, but not bad, right? Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Yeah, it was cool. I, it was funny to see a lot of people there. It's it's same good old gun show vibe. You yeah, know? it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's going to be even bigger and better now. Nice. The new. Uh, well, I don't know how much I want to talk about the new venue because we got to. 
uh, we got to sign the contract still. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's sign the contract. But it looks like the new venue is going to be very, very cool. Nice. And it looks like we're going to have movie night on Saturday night. After oh, no way. Show. Yeah. So that's cool. That'll be a big party. Yeah. And then, uh, we'll, you know, we'll have the symposium. We'll have all the speakers and everything. I, I, I think it's a – I think it, – first off, it's, it's getting bigger and better. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people came and they were like, yeah, you know, it's pretty good. And we see where you're going with it. And I can't thank you guys enough. Everybody who came and, and just said, Hey, I just wanted to support. Yeah, I just came down here to support. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Just wanted to buy a ticket. Wanted to, you know, here's some speakers. I just wanted to support the, the, you know, what you guys are trying to do. Thank you guys so much. And because of that support, we're able to do something bigger and better. And we're going to continue to be able to do that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, a couple people complained though. It drives me crazy, Lee. Oh, please. People complain about everything. I know. You know what drives me nuts is the people they complain about your business or whatever. Right. And you're like, Well, who's this person? I I'd like to see yeah. who this is. And they have four reviews and they're all one star. <laughs> like clearly you have a thing. Yeah. Clearly you're just a miserable person. <laughs> yeah. Well, they somebody there's this saying I really like. Somebody told me once that uh you're never criticized by somebody doing more than you. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, so somebody that's accomplishing more, doing something, somebody that's actually doing something in life, yeah, they're not the ones criticizing. Yeah, absolutely. it's you know all the criticism comes from somebody sitting on their couch doing nothing. Um, but we got a lot of positive feedback, and like I said, because of that positive, because of those people that are supportive, because of those people that said, "Hey, I just want to try to grow this thing," it's going to be bigger and better and even more funner. So that'll be that'll more be very funner, cool. more funner, more funner. Hey, so we got a couple of new handguns. I'm glad you're in the studio, Lee. Yeah. By the way, what's your website for Barely? BarelyTraining.com. BarelyTraining.com. Yeah. Okay, barely, B-E-A-R, Barely yes. Training. Bears and the Bear. Nice. Over the last several years, I've just been kind of around bears a lot. <laughs> I've been getting into bears. So Yeah, you harvested a black bear in Alaska, right? Yeah, yeah. About what, a year what, ago. What did yeah. you do with that, that uh, bad boy? <laughs> Honestly, the pelt is in a box in my living room because I don't know what to do with it. Um, I, I know what to do with it. You got to make you make make a carpet. Yeah. Put it right in front of your fireplace. Well, that, yeah, it's and it's carpeted. I'm, and then I'm coming over with my camera. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the skull, it, well, the skull was in the shop for a long time, and the meat was delicious. So I did multiple things. What did you meat. do with the meat? Ate it. You ate it. We but ate I mean, it. but it was like same cuts as generally as like a cow. Or? No. So I just did the back straps, and the thing with bear because of trichinosis, you really got to cook it. There's no medium rare bear. Like mm. it's got to be well done. I don't even know what trichinosis is. <clears throat> what is it's, that? It's a really bad disease that you can eat. Yeah, just anything. <laughs> any predator that yeah. eats other animals has it basically in their meat. Jeez. Um. So you got to really cook it. And so the first time I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. So I grilled it, and that was a bad idea. Cooking anything on a grill to done is gross. Yeah. So the next time I smoked it, and that was actually good because it retained the moisture. It stayed nice, and it was really good. Stew it, maybe? Yeah, a lot of people do stew because yeah. bear's real rich. It's a really rich meat, so a lot of people stew it because you don't need a lot to give it that good food. What did yeah. you use to harvest your bear? A 4570, a, a Henry. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How, I always what, wanted to get a Henry. Yeah. What, awesome. what range were you? Uh, I was about 60 yards. Wow. What was it like seeing a bear... 60 yards coming uh, at you the first time scared the bejesus out of me <laughs> but uh a couple bears later after i shot one the next night we saw a grizzly and that really scared me because they're crazy they're huge. big yeah they're i huge. only i didn't see one in the wild but when i went to alaska there was like this bear um experience or whatever i don't know yeah and it, it used it was a uh it was a paper factory so they had these enormous like uh cisterns like 
they were like 60 yards in diameter. Yeah. Like huge. So you're standing looking down about 30 feet at this enclosure uh, that you know they made for these bears. They planted a bunch of trees. They actually put a pond in the middle of it. Oh, wow. And they had uh, four grizzly bears. Huh. Three or four. And uh, uh, so you go and you know check out these bears. And the guy in Alaska, he I guess uh, grizzlies frequently abandon their cubs. Mm-hmm. I guess that's pretty common. So he finds these abandoned cubs, and he you know that's how he, he gets these bears. Yeah. Um, so you're you're there, and you're like, oh my god, these things are so much bigger. Yeah. Than I thought. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're so much bigger than you can imagine. And then two of them got into a fight, and that. Like the hair on the back of my neck was yeah. standing up. That I'm, I, I was kind of, I remember kind of thinking to myself, well, I don't know why. Like they're big, but I'm not. I don't know if I'm afraid of a bear. Like this, this isn't that scary. <laughs> and then they got into a fight. Have you looked yeah. at their paws? Yeah. Well, they're bigger it, than yours. When they when they started hollering and hooping and hitting each other and oh my god, biting each other. Yeah. I was like, okay, I get it now. Yeah, so the grizzly is a lot bigger than the black. Like the black, I was like, okay, I'm a little bit scared. But yeah. when I saw the grizzly, I was like, I'm, I'm really, really scared. scared. <laughs> yeah. And there was a point where we were up in the tree stand, and it looked at us, and we looked at him. And there was about 20 seconds where everyone's making decisions. <laughs> and luckily that bear made the decision to leave because we were about to just dump the whole gun on that guy because <laughs> we were You'd so have scared. To. You'd have yeah. To. The buddy of mine who lived in Alaska said he woke up one time in the tree stand with a grizzly shaking the ladder. Jeez. And I was like, yeah, I would have They're died. smart, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw I saw a picture, too, of a bear who had, like, uh, it was kind of like, like mange, so it lost all its hair. Yeah. A hairless bear just looks like a freaking demon. Yeah. Like, they look so evil. I mean, their claws are fingers. You know? Huge. Huge, yeah. Enormous. Yeah. So, 4570, I think that's what I, I have a, an old Colt army. Isn't that what forty five seventy? Yeah, is is uh, right? Yeah, it's an old caliber, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. What made you go with a a, a Henry in forty five seventy? You know, I was like, okay, this is a, I'm going to Alaska to shoot a bear. I need something iconic. Yeah. I'm not going to take like a Remington seven hundred. Cool, that's right. it's a nice gun. Don't right. get me wrong, but I wanted something like this is a big trip to me. I wanted something iconic. I wanted something yeah. just classic. And I was like, a lever gun, got to yeah. be a lever gun. That's cool. And forty five seventy is shooting a cannon. Henry. You know how how did that feel? Uh, exhilarating. You know, at first I was nervous and excited, and then when when I actually did it and just take him with one shot, yeah, yeah, dropped him. Yeah, no, I didn't drop him. He ran a little bit, like twenty yards, and then just that feeling, and then seeing him laying there as we walked up to him and be like, oh my god, oh my god, you better not jump, you better not jump <laughs> like, up. I'm holding the gun like this, just pointing it at him, like, oh my gosh, if if he jumps, I'm dead. So before we go to break, a couple of guns are on the roster now, right? Yeah, Sig three sixty five. Yep. Right? Yep. Hellcat. Yep. Springfield Hellcat. The XDM Elite. XDM Elite. Uh-huh. This is awesome. Yeah. Do you ever think you'd see the day? Uh, you know, I told someone the other day, I was like, this roster thing is bizarre because, like, these guns I've never, would never even imagine are on there now. It's like, it's just blowing my mind. Because of the, what happened is because of the lawsuit, um, they, uh, the state even sees how ridiculous the micro stamping is. Yeah. And so they're not fighting that part. Because it's technology that doesn't exist. Don't feel bad. Newsom's way more upset or more nervous than you are. (laughs) (laughs) Right. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, Not Me is for women, by women, and is designed to help women with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It's free. 
If you are a woman or if you know a woman who needs help, have her sign up and we'll give her the help she needs. Just go to notmesd.org. Notmesd.org. And I need more cards. And don't forget that Tuesday, it's Giving Tuesday. So help support the What's, Not Me program by, that going, that to, yeah, by going to uh, 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 notmeca.org, notmeca.org, and make a donation so that we can support the program. I need to get a hold so of five one two three. because I'm out of cards. Yep, yep. I heard you pitching. We were walking by. I pitch every woman. I know. <laughs> you, were, you were pitching not me, for sure. Because I think every woman should at least know about the program and <laughs> really... I tell them, too, I say, I just want you to know there's a good chance you'll become a uh, ambassador. So yeah, just be exactly. ready. <laughs> All right. So one thing we, we want to do a few uh, shows on. We want to do a few segments over the course of, I don't know, probably a few weeks. I think I really want to I really want to talk about this subject is, and I'm glad, Lee, I'm glad you're here to talk about this um, because your shop, uh, well, it'll make sense in a minute. We want to talk about if you're a pro-Second Amendment advocate, if you're somebody that really truly spends their time and, and energy and effort, I'm not just talking about somebody who, you know, says, oh, yeah, Second Amendment supported me. I'm talking about an advocate. You're somebody that supports the organizations. You read about it. You, you volunteer your time. It's something that's that, that's important to you. If you're a Second Amendment advocate in the community, how pro-law enforcement should you be? Ooh. And what does that mean? What does it mean to be pro-law enforcement? Um, you know, are we back the blue if you're pro-Second Amendment or or something else? Hmm. Um, and we started talking about it last week, and we want to do a few segments on it. And I know, like Gunfighter Tactical, you guys had a, a policy that you got a little criticism on and a lot of praise on. Yeah. And that was? No off-roster guns to law enforcement. That's right. Because in California... There were guns, there were pistols you still can't buy. Correct. Unless you're a go- you're an employee of the government, right. i.e. law enforcement. Right. Okay. And you guys why, say- why was that? Why is it that you believe that way? Um, basically, when you walk into my shop, you're a citizen of the state. Okay. End of story. You don't have any special privileges in here. We're, we're all citizens. We're all on the same page. Gotcha. <clears throat> so... You basically said it's not fair. Yeah, it's not. And it's it, – like, don't get me wrong. If you need a gun for your job, your job should provide that gun. That's the way it is. Isn't that it's, crazy that they don't? Well, they do. But if you're coming in just to buy an off-roster gun because you can, well, I mean, that's not really fair. So you walked in as a citizen, not as a law enforcement oh, officer. very good. Right? You walked in as a California citizen. And so if you want that changed, why don't you help the rest of the citizens get that changed? Mm-hmm. I got to say, we had a at, at one of, at the last gun show. I got an email from somebody who's a retired law enforcement, and he said, "Hey, um, we, I wasn't able to carry concealed. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you guys should change that." And I said, "I agree with you. We we definitely want you know to be able to to carry, but it was actually the venue. It wasn't us. It was the venue who said no, no concealed carry. I you know email the venue and say, hey, you know, help us put a little little perspective on the on the venue. You know, don't complain to us. It wasn't our rule." So he copied me on the email he wrote, and he said, "Hey, I'm I'm former law enforcement, which I didn't know at the time when I was talking to him." He said, "I'm I'm you know retired law enforcement, and uh, you know I, therefore I should be able to carry." And he, he made the case, and it was actually a very well written email. And I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, actually wait a minute." And I emailed him, and I said, "You know, we should have talked more about it. Should have given you the details, but I got to tell you, even if the venue comes back and says only law enforcement can carry, we're not going to allow it." Either everybody or no one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And this guy melted down on me, like absolutely T 
teed off on me. Ripped you a new one. And I, I just left it alone. I didn't respond. But I'm just like, hey, that's the way it is. We're, yeah. we're nobody, you know, nobody's a little more equal than everyone else. Yeah. You know, and he went off on, hey, you know, danger, and I could get attacked and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, we, yeah. We all, we all could. So and he, he was former law enforcement, so he's retired. not current? Yeah, retired. retired. So that's even more of a case. <clears throat> well, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, what what gives you the right to have better protection yeah, than me? Yeah, you're a citizen, bro. So let me read Here this. Um, let's talk about this. And I, by the way, I don't think this is – I want to have a more nuanced conversation as these progress. It's not pro or, or, or against. You know, last week we really kind of defined, like, well, what does it mean to be pro-law enforcement? You know, there are definitely situations when everyone should be pro-law enforcement, Second Amendment or not. But I think there are definitely situations where it's like, wait, 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 wait. We need to draw a line here, you know. Uh, like I said, there's nobody that's more equal than the rest of us. <laughs> well, isn't that what from 1984, right? Yeah, Some people exactly, yeah. yeah. All right. So this article um, uh, to pressure law-breaking gun dealers, law-breaking gun dealers, California cities want police to shop elsewhere. Leaders in San Diego, Oakland, and San Francisco hope the effort will incentivize better practices across the gun industry. Three of California's major cities are moving to impose new restrictions on firearms purchased by police. The strategy is aimed at preventing millions of taxpayer dollars from going to gun dealers who have broken the law and could be fueling the black market for firearms. The measures being considered by San Diego, Oakland, and San Francisco aim to stop local law enforcement agencies from buying guns or ammunition from dealers who were cited for serious legal violations during inspections. Leaders of those cities say they hope the moves will encourage better practices across the gun industry by uh, setting higher standards for dealers competing for lucrative city contracts. Quote, it sends a very bad message if we're purchasing firearms from stores that are doing business irresponsibly. End quote. San Diego City Attorney Mara Elliott told The Trace, these are taxpayer dollars. They should be going to businesses that are committed to keeping our communities safe. And it goes on to talk more about that. That's Mara Elliott. Mara Elliott is an extremist to the extreme. <laughs> she is uh, uh, extremely anti-Second Amendment. Meanwhile, she is law enforcement. She's a city attorney for uh, uh, for the for the city of San Diego, which she sh- probably shouldn't be considered as much a law enforcement officer as she is. She really leverages and I, I think abuses that position. But here's the question. If a gun shop is breaking the law, <laughs> why are they still around? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. Right? So what's really going on here, and she is really good at, at lying. She is a liar. Um, and this lie uh, is that, um, as you know from being a gun shop, Lee, there are, you know, there are violations like, hey, you just sold a gun to a gang member and took money under the table. That's a violation. Yeah. And then there is, hey, in Section 4, you didn't capitalize the T at the, you know, at the beginning of their last name. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? This guy checked this box and he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Some kind of minor you know, typo or something like that. Yeah. You know, hey, this guy was born in, uh, you know, 1941, not 1947 or something like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Some yeah. minor typo. Th- those are two very different violations. Yeah, absolutely. And what Mara Elliott is doing is she's trying to starve the gun industry by uh, uh, forbidding law enforcement from purchasing firearms from people who had a typo, mm-hmm. from from gun shops who had a typo. Because if they're really truly doing what she says they're doing, you know, oh, they're, 
you know, uh, whatever, creating a black market, they wouldn't be in business. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, and almost to the to his examples, that could almost get you closed. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I mean, our biggest fear. So we're not talking about a major crime. Yeah. yeah. We're talking our, about a minor crime. Our biggest fear the whole time was getting shut down by the government. Like the entire time. It wasn't like, oh, this got sold. this Because we were doing everything we possibly could to do a right. legal process of right. dealing this, right? We did everything we could. Granted, we were a bunch of guys and not very good at paperwork, but we tried, right? We really, really tried. So our biggest fear was not selling a gun to the wrong person because we were trying to do our job. Our biggest fear was the government shutting us down because we didn't mark the box, mech check mark box. Right. And, and, and by the way, you guys did a fantastic job. I mean, you guys took it very seriously and respected people's rights while respecting the law. And you guys did a great job. Yeah. But what, what can you, in your experience after running a gun shop for 10 years, what could she be talking about? You know what I mean? It, it, it's funny because, like you said, I mean, if you're selling guns out the back door, your fear is jail, not selling the cops. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. like that, we were always worried, like, am I going to go to jail because I didn't check this box? So I, I think she's just crazy. I think she's just trying to well, make. She's just using it. Yeah, she's trying to make words sound scary. Right. You know? What? So her, she is, and she's yeah. she she's the master of that. She lies about uh, um, red flag laws, you know, gun violence restraining orders. Uh, she's lying about this. She's really kind of a horrible human being. Her quote is again: "It sends a very bad message if we're purchasing firearms from stores that are doing business irresponsibly." So what you know what I mean? Like yeah. what could she possibly be talking about? Yeah. How could a gun store you can't how, how, you get shut down? 100%. Yeah, you'd be closed. Yeah. How, how quickly are you getting shut down if you if you go sell guns to bad people? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how quickly yeah. are you getting shut down? But what would happen if you said, okay, well, give me an example of a store that did that? I well, I mean, no, yeah, I mean that probably big. should do that, right? But you know, it's she she'll choke. She does oh, a good yeah. job of advancing her her lying narrative by you know this is a. Uh, in an article b- uh, from the Trace that's completely and totally uncontested, they didn't the reach out to talk trace? to me. It's a, it's a you know online rag. Okay. Um, but I mean, just the other day, um, I was interviewed by ABC, CBS, Channel Ten, whatever, whatever local Channel Ten is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the reporter was was it, it, her comment to me was so they were talking about the Supreme Court case where. Um, they're trying to figure out, you know, hey, w- at what point can can is it unconstitutional to take somebody's guns? You know, at what point in a crime? Were they been accused of a crime? You know, they're being investigated for a crime or they've been convicted of a crime? Like, at what point in that process is it unconstitutional to take their guns? It's really kind of the essence of the case. And she interviewed Mara first, this reporter. She did a fantastic. The reporter did a fantastic job. Um, but her comment to me after we spoke was, "Man, I wish I'd have interviewed you first. Because now I really want to go back, and you know, she basically wanted to slam Mara and say, "Hey, explain yourself here," because yeah. Mara's a liar. Yeah. Mara is a liar, yeah. you know. And this is clearly, you know, a slam job. This this doesn't actually do anything other than paints guns and gun shops in a, in a horrible light. But my suspicion is they're going to stop the flow of of government contracts to gun shops who have had some minor violations because they didn't, you know, cross their eye and got the dot eye. their time. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but then where are they going to buy their guns? Well, they, they have so they have their own FFLs. Uh, most police that I that I'm aware of have their own FFLs. I they know still like, contract a lot of it out. Yeah, like DSA has mm-hmm. an FFL now. Yeah. So I mean, you know, terrible. But, but starving some of these, you know. So, and it, who? That's just it's so hard because it's who's determining the severity of these crimes? Right. Is she? Mar Elliott. Yeah. Mar-Elliot. Oh, sure. Yeah. 
you know, she'll be like, oh, well, you didn't have a door chime on and let people know. So that's a crime. You're out. Oh, yeah. Don't forget the door chime. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it is common for police departments in California to contract with local gun dealers to furnish firearms and ammunition, which gun dealer a department selects based on factors like price and supply. The dealer's violation history does not typically factor into the decision. So that's changing. Well, let's get the gun dealers together and say we're not going to sell any guns or ammo to, to law enforcement. Well, I got to tell you, man, I, I kind of... I, I, I that's, your that's what I really liked about Gunfighter Tactical. Yeah. They said, look, until this changes, yeah. we're out. I was yeah. going to say, that wasn't the basis of your business, was it? No, that's all contract stuff or agency. Ours was person yeah. to person. Exactly. But when we get back, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, 2A activists and law enforcement and what the relationship should be. We can only hope. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hot flash, hot flash. Hot flash. Barely gun training's coming up. They're going to donate some shirts. You'll have. You'll be the first in your neighborhood to have one. The first three people to email us and say, I want to train with Barely. Yeah, I want to train with Barely Training. Right. You don't even have to train with them. Just, just, hey, <laughs> just email us and say, I want to train with Barely Training. Boy, you're email the marketing at, guy. If I, I know, right? At info at uh, gunownersradio.com. Email us right now. First three people will get a free shirt from Barely Training. It's right off, hot off the presses. You got it. Hey. Well, they're not off yet. Hey, a lot of companies wasted an enormous amount of money and mar- on marketing. The design is excellent. The photos are beautiful, but your website sucks. But it's not getting customers as well. Why? Because you don't have the words that make people buy. But now you can fix that with SageTree. SageTree can help you find the words that make it easy for your customers to understand what you do and how to buy from you. Stop wasting money today and schedule a call. Getting started is real easy. Visit SageTree.com. Click on the Schedule an Appointment button. That's SageTree.com. And click on the Schedule a Call button. So, I, I, again, I think it's an important topic, and I, I think that really the gist of what we're talking about here when it comes to law enforcement and uh, uh, Second Amendment activists, number one, I, I think if you're all, you know, either way, like, oh, no, 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 I'm always for law enforcement, you know, I back the blue, no matter what, or if you're never for law enforcement, <laughs> you're probably wrong, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. in fact, you're wrong, <laughs> you're yeah. just wrong, There, if you're either one of those categories, you're wrong. Um, uh, but so then, you know, it brings up the question, uh, well, then where's the line? You know, where should you be for and where should you be against? And I got to tell you, I, I think if you're, you know, if you're a law enforcement officer and you're good at it, you respect people's rights, you treat people like human beings, you don't abuse your power. Um, I, I got to tell you, man, I, I think that you're a, a, you know, damn near a superhero. Um, but, you know. Anything short of that, you know, because they have so much responsibility, because they have so much power, because they have so much ability to ruin somebody's life and take away and abuse your freedoms, they're held to a higher standard. So it's not fair. 
you know, yeah. but that's how it is. Yeah. So if they abuse that, you know, if you go to your insurance agent, you know, or, or you go to a fast food restaurant and they mess up, you know, your your insurance paperwork or they screw up your cheeseburger, yeah, okay, you it's know, fixable. it's fixable. You can live. Yeah. But, you know, if a police officer has a bad day, a police officer does something wrong, a police officer messes up your your life, uh, you know, it's uh, it's not okay. It's, you, you can't, some things can't be fixed. Yeah. And so that person, even though, hey, look, everybody messes up at their job. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> this is a job where you can't mess up, or if you do, it can't be that bad, you know? Um, so I guess what I'm saying is good cops are great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, below average cops are horrible mm-hmm. is kind of where, where I'm standing there. I think the stance of a 2A person on cops is critical thinking. You know, like we lack that so much in this country these days. Like you said, a good cop is a great person and they deserve to be praised. A bad cop is not. It's just simple. You know, like bad laws and bad people do not deserve praise. End of story. I agree. And and what we're hitting on here when we talked about like your policy on the roster and what, you know, Mara Elliott's trying to do uh, to gun shops, you know, and uh, we're really trying to figure out. I think one thing that's clear is that if police officers have more or better access to freedoms, liberties, rights, that's never okay. Yeah. I, I can't really think of a scenario where that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but particularly when it comes to the Second Amendment. I mean, uh, you know, can they can they break the speed limit? Yeah, if they're in pursuit of a, you know of a suspect, something like that, yeah. you know, but if they're not, then no, you, you know, you can't, you know, so I, that's one thing. But when it comes to access to your ability to keep and bear arms, it's not okay. Yeah. I, I don't back the blues ability to own guns that we can't own, you know, to carry guns where we can't carry um, to, uh, you know, I don't. And, and this is kind of a, a, this was kind of an internal squabble, right? You got, yeah. Uh, cops against cops, but really they're 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 trying to turn it against the, they're you know they're they're, uh, they're the, the the shops are really the the target. Mara Elliott is targeting uh, gun shops, but she's uh, you know kind of abusing. I'm sure these cops don't agree with with this policy. I don't know yet, they're, but I'm sure they don't agree that you know they want to be able to buy where they want to buy. Um, so uh, you know. But I don't think that they should have better access to the roster, guns on the roster. I don't think they should have access to, you know, what California considers assault weapons. Yeah. I don't think that, uh, you know, that's okay. I mean, part of our policy is like if you need that stuff on duty, fine, get it from your department, you know. But once you get off duty, you're a citizen. You're a California citizen just like me. So help me fight for our rights as citizens, you know. Like why wouldn't you want that, you know, and and that they just, nah. I'm I'm entitled. Oh, wait, 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 I'm sorry. Back up. What was that word? Entitled. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm just not comfortable with the idea. They're like, well, gee, I'm never off duty. I always yeah. carry. Therefore, I'm I get a Hellcat. Yeah. Or I get a well, Hellcat's on the roster now, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I get, I get a Gen Five. Yeah. Clock. Yeah. You know, yeah. I get one because you know, I'm always on duty. I'm always carrying. You know, I always yeah. have my badge. Yeah, it doesn't cut it. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't cut it. And I, I would just really like to see some level of support from law enforcement and their unions and their associations. Um, uh, now, SB2, they're completely against, which I'm thrilled. Now, they're against it because they're like, look, we don't want to enforce it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <they're>, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care why you're against it, just as long as you're against it. Yeah. 
Um, I wish they would. I wish they'd stand up and say, "Hey, this is unconstitutional and extremist," and you know. But whatever, they're against it. They don't support it. Okay, great. That's great. But that's unusual. You know, the assault weapons ban, law enforcement, all for it. Yeah. You know, the the roster originally, law enforcement was all for it, and I just don't think that you can be an intellectually honest Second Amendment supporter and activist and be a kind of a, a blind, you know, back-the-blue pro-law enforcement guy. I don't think that's possible. I, I think a lot of people kind of go, well, gee, I know, you know, Fred, the cop, he's my neighbor, and he's a good guy. Yeah. You know, okay, well, that's that's different. You know, I'm sure Fred is a good guy, and you guys are friends, and you should support Fred. Yeah. You know, he's your neighbor. He's your buddy. But that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more of a high level. Yeah, I, I mean, I have tons of cop friends. Like, I've known cop friends for a long time, and they're all great guys, and they all agree with me. But them by themselves, the only thing they can do is join SDCGO. You know, like they can't do anything in the department. Which, I, by the way, I'd like to see a lot more of that. Yeah, I would say that the um, the the number of sheriff's deputies and SDPD that are members of San Diego County gun owners pretty low. Really, <laughs> it's a pretty yeah. low percentage. Uh, prove me wrong. E- well, email me and say, hey, I'm a cop and I'm an SDCGO member and I will send you uh, an apology and a hat. <laughs> to be fair, uh, in within SDPD and SD, or, uh, the Sheriff's Department, yeah. there's probably not a lot of gun guys or or, or gals, as you would say. Um, you know, I used to hear the quota of, like, there's 10% that are into guns, there's 80% that, like, know how to use them, right. and there's 10% that don't. Yeah, and so I okay, okay so we're, we're, I think we're, we're fleshing this out. So we we don't support cops when their policies make them freer and more more uh, more uh, more able to you know uh, uh, exercise their Second Amendment rights, you know, than than the general population. Yeah, right. We don't support them then. Uh, we do support cops when they do good things. Yeah, you know, I think that you know we're we're kind of fleshing this out. What, what are the situations? Uh, we don't support cops when they support laws who you know that 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 negatively affect us. You know we do support them when they when they when they do. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that uh, being more intelligent about this. What's your? Weren't you? Weren't you? Didn't you go through? Weren't you a cop? Uh, a long, long time ago, I thought about that. Yeah. Okay. When I got out of the military, I was like, oh, cop seems like the best place to be, and because it's not the military, but it's the same thing, and I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered that. Yeah, so you never, yeah, never actually applied. No, I w- I went through the academy, and then I realized all the politics that is in the military is ten times worse in law enforcement. And I thought it'd be the other way around because a job you can get fired from, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, the politics is out the door. Turns out, like politics is huge in law enforcement. I mean, look at our sheriff. They're all there's a D or an R behind their name, right? Not yeah. sheriff. That's it. So it's it's a big deal. Yeah, wow. politics yeah. is huge in the law enforcement community. And, and there, there are a lot of you know federal, local uh, law enforcement agents uh, who are pro Second Amendment without a, without question. But I think, you know, like you said, we're looking at higher level. Like, you know, what are the policies? You know, their departments and their associations uh, support. Because and I, the other thing I don't accept anymore is, oh well, gee, they're just, they're doing their job. They got to mm-hmm. just do their job. Okay, you know, I, I guess that's true. You know, yeah, they got to go do their job. But I, if then I don't have to pretend they're pro Second Amendment either, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't. I don't got to do that. Yeah. You know, if if they, you know, they can't. 
out of one side of their mouth say, hey, well, I'm pro-Second. I, I, you're talking about me. I'm, you know, you know, I'm pro-Second Amendment. And then out of the other side of their mouth go, look, they're just doing their job. Yeah. Okay, you know, all right, I get you. Do your job. But then I'm not going to just blanket categorize law enforcement as being pro-Second Amendment oh, yeah. and, and rely on the idea that they won't enforce bad laws. Yeah. Which is, I think, another thing that, that pro-Second Amendment folks make a mistake. There will never be a time when your sheriff, your police chief, your deputies, there will never be a time when you can rely on law enforcement to not enforce bad laws. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not a solution. Yeah. You have to change the laws. You have to go to court. You have to go to the legislature. You have to, you know, get the elected officials to change. It just never happened. Yeah. You know, so. You can't rely on someone not doing their job to make your day better. Yeah, and I don't think that's fair. And by the way, I think that's another way of me not criticizing law enforcement, but I think Second Amendment advocates, that is a way for us to support law enforcement by saying, hey, 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 we can't rely on these guys to do that. Yeah. That's an unreasonable thing to ask. Yeah. You know, these guys got to put bread on their table. Absolutely. You know, they got to, uh, uh, you know, act ethically. Mm-hmm. You know, their their job is not to change the law. Their job is so I think that's actually a way. It is not a criticism of law enforcement. It is a way for Second Amendment advocates to support law enforcement and say, hey, you know what? We get it. Go stop criminals. You know, do your thing. We're not going to rely on you to get rid of this stupid law. We're going to go get the right people. That's not their but, job. But help us change the law. Please, at the very least. That I think we can criticize them for. I think we can criticize law enforcement for not being aggressive enough with helping us change the laws. Because if we change the law, it would make their job easier. And, and, and right, and that's true. And, and it would. And SB two is the perfect example of that. Um, and, and I think we're going to talk to a lot of law enforcement ex- experts going forward about uh, uh, how horrible SB two is. But anyway, and there's politics. We're going <laughs> to. I do want to continue to have these discussions. Hopefully, it's interesting. It's interesting to me, but I think it's an intelligent thing to do to really kind of parse this out and figure it out. I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> You're halfway there, brother. <laughs> This and is. If, if you're not falling asleep, I it's know. an interesting show. I thought you'd <laughs> say that. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. Answer. Hey, if you're a gun owner and if you ever need to use your gun to protect yourself or your loved ones, you need legal protection. Even if you do everything right, even if you're 100% justified, you should be prepared for the legal battle after your self-defense battle. We've seen it right here in San Diego where an innocent man showed his firearm to discourage a violent attacker. He just showed it. And he had to spend thousands of dollars in legal fees to restore his freedom and rights. That's why you need firearms legal protection. When you join, you get uncapped legal protection for self-defense for civil or criminal cases with a 24-7 hotline. Joining is real easy. Just go to firearmslegal.com, click on the Become a Member, use code GOR for a discount, 
Enjoy the peace of mind knowing that you are protected if you are ever involved in a self-defense incident. That's firearmslegal.com, and use the code for a discount, G-O-R. All right. Everyone's favorite segment. Hey, Dave, check out Matt's boots. They unzip, too. Do you guys plan that? You guys both have zippered hey, boots? We're bad. What do you got? <laughs> Mine laced like, got, like, like I'm a cave. What do you got, slippers? I got you. I got you beat. I got Velcro. <laughs> nah, that's, you're not even that old. <laughs> I had polka dot socks. <laughs> All right. Uh, time for everybody's favorite segment. Uh, Stump, my nephew. We found out years ago that uh, how many years ago has it been now? We're, we've been on seven years? Yeah, seven. You know what I was thinking about? We've been on seven years, Dave. You've only missed two shows wow. in seven years. That's it. That's I don't incredible. think I've ever missed. Well, it was two because I I sat in. I was I was in that oh, I was out of for, town. for two, yeah. two, two, only two in seven years. Not bad, huh? Not you bad. miss a lot. <laughs> yeah, well. You and your dad are I'm a mover and shaker, man. Well, that that's true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in, in, uh, uh, we found out years ago that my nephew is fantastic at trivia. So if you send us a gun trivia question, uh, and we read it on the air, and this is the first time he will have heard it is when we read it to him on the air. He doesn't get to study it. He doesn't get to Google it. Um, if we read your question, you get a hat or a shirt. If you stump my nephew, you get a cool special prize. Sam, you there? Yeah. How are you guys? Good, man. How are you? Can't complain. Now do your shoes zip, tie, or Velcro? Currently. Mine have laces. Nice. Very wow. good. Like a, like a human being. He's a hardworking man. That's right. <laughs> okay, so uh, Lee from Gunfighter Tactical is going to do your question. Go for it. So Peter from San Diego asks, what is a touch hole? <laughs> what is a touch hole? What is a touch hole? It's not what you think. No. Peter from San Diego, thanks for writing in. And Lee, uh, thanks for reading the question. Um, this uh, rather odd-sounding term, is uh, fairly archaic as firearm terminology goes because it goes all the way back to uh, the very most primitive firearms, um, it, such as matchlock cannons and, and matchlock muskets. Um, the touch hole is the hole in the breech through which um, some kind of ignition source is used to ignite the powder charge. Um, so with um, like a, you know, if, if you can imagine sort of a, a cartoon cannon, you see the little fuse burning down. Uh, the hole where the fuse goes into the gunpowder, that is the touch hole. I want you to know, Sam, that during the commercial break, Dave read the question and, like, lit me up and yeah, said. Because I said this is not his era. Yeah, like, lit me he up. doesn't like this era. Which, by the way, I didn't even pick the question. He's just <laughs> But I ripped him for you anyway since he is your uncle. And then, boom, you get it right. The touch hole is a small drilled hole in the barrel of a flintlock muzzle loader, usually near the muzzle end of the side or top of the barrel. It allows passage of the sparks from the flint hitting the frizzen. Is that how you pronounce that? Frizzen? Yeah. Yeah. To ignite the gunpowder. The touch hole can become clogged with residue or debris. So it's important to regularly clean uh, to ensure reliable function. A tool called a touch hole pick can be used to remove any obstructions from the clogged touch hole. So the moral of the story is you need to get keep your touch hole clean. That's right. <laughs> that is a good <laughs> I guess that's a good moral. Well, it's the truth. That's that's a, that's a, that might be our next t-shirt. That's a daily moral. Yeah. That would be a good t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your, touch, keep hole your clean. touch hole clean. 
Wow. Yeah, that, that needs to be the next T-shirt. Right you got a great after, T-shirt. Um, hey, I'm designing it right well, now. Gunner's radio. Yeah. First, you got to get to work on it's pronounced Garand. <laughs> yeah. oh, are we back to uh, that? Yeah. Again? So, so, so that's when he get that. He did it. So Sam wrote a really great article yeah. on on the the M1 Garand. Yeah. And one of the things I asked him was like, well, what did you learn? And uh, he said, well, I learned that actually the family pronounce they don't pronounce it Garand. They actually pronounce it Garand. So we were going to make a shirt that you know Gunner's radio on the front and on the back says actually it's pronounced Garand and you oh, haven't man. done it yet which is such an obnoxiously obnoxious shirt i think it's you perfect. know how many youtube users would hate that Garand thumb oh <laughs> yeah that's awesome how do you know that how do you know how do you why do you remember what a touch hole is from a well probably from canons i mean you're in the center of the canon universe by the way thank you for using the cartoon analogy that was on point perfect yeah, yeah it was <laughs> that really brought it to light for i was like oh yeah yeah i know now <laughs> yeah he was he was all glassed over his eyes he didn't know what was going on until you said that why do you know that sam uh your guess is as good as mine <laughs> that's true it just clicks <clears throat> all right my friend what do you got as far as blogs did you write an article uh, yeah, I've got a blog post up. Um, it's a fun one. As I've as I've been saying recently, it gets kind of tiresome talking. Well, mostly complaining about politics and laws and courts. Um, and so this one is uh, this was was kind of a secret we had at work when I worked at the shop. Um, gun store bingo. Whenever whenever a customer did something or said something memorable, memorable, not necessarily stupid, just something memorable that that we had a chuckle about later or you know remember that time when thus and such um we would uh we would write it down and eventually we put together bingo cards <laughs> of gun store bingo so on slow days at work um we would uh we would we would try and get our uh, gun store bingo cards checked off and and we did get a couple of times where someone did get a bingo what's your what's like give us a couple of examples or is that um, what the article is uh, that that's what the blog post is okay. is gun store bingo and I go in and I explain every single square on the bingo card why it's on there. That's a good article, that's man. A good article. Gonna, I gotta check, go dig that one. I out. bet I have a lot of those checked off. What's what? Give me what's an example, Lee. Oh, what, what would geez. you? What would you? Oh, if you were making them on the spot. If you were making a, I think mine would be. I want a shotgun so I don't have to aim. Yeah, yeah, that's something a good like one. that. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, yeah. I want a forty-five because that's God's caliber. It's <laughs> God's caliber. Um, there's a, a good one that I don't think is on this one, but because we, we ended up with way too many things to fit on just one card. We ended up with like two or three cards worth. One of them is, what's a good gun for a woman? And we would always explain, well, oh. the, you know, that's that's really kind of an icky thing to say. Why don't you bring your wife or daughter in here so she can actually get her hands on the firearms and see what works for her instead of, just you know, stomping up to me and, and demanding I, I sell you a J frame thirty eight. Oh, bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, always buy a Glock because you never even have to clean the touch hole. <laughs> yeah, that's how reliable they are. Yeah, I, I I'm very much looking forward to reading that. That's an excellent excellent article. Fantastic job. To read his articles, go to San Diego County Gun Owners dot com slash blog or Orange County Gun Owners dot com slash blog. Or go to inlandempiregunowners.com slash blog. Perfect. And you'll you'll see uh, Sam the Gunman in his... Uh, all his glory. All his glory. His gun <laughs> uh, gun shop bingo. I think that's I, uh, that's awesome, man. Great job. How creative. 
Well, if 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 anyone ends up liking it, um, I'll be sure to uh, to put up some more because there there are way too many entries to fit onto just one. That card. could be a T-shirt too. I think that's awesome. We you could have the bingo card with all of the the <laughs> comments in the in the card. <laughs> that's actually a really good idea. That's a well, no, I, tons of them. I'm totally going to make that shirt, and I'm going to tell everybody it was my idea. Well, he can make a lot of shirts because he's got what three, four cards. Is that what you said? Well, yeah, but some of the things I had to remove because they're specific to our area, um, like to give you an example of those, multiple times we had Marines call us on the phone and ask if we carried uh, M240 gas regulators. Oh, wow. Hmm. Hey, we got lots of Marines. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like they lost some piece of equipment. (laughs) Need to replace it (laughs) real quick. Yeah, before before they get busted. That's a good one. That would probably be relevant to. We're we got got Pendleton right down the street. Pendleton, Thirty Second Street. Did you ever get a question like that? Oh yeah, about like lost equipment. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah. You guys saw like you know so and so helmets. No, man. Why would I issue? Do you remember uh, Heartbreak Ridge? Yeah. yeah. Remember in the, the scene where uh, he gets, uh, I think his name was Mario Van Peebles. Right? Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, and he's uh, he's wearing like some Korea War uh, era, because I guess he sold his, yeah, his, his helmet, helmet. And he was like, oh, man, I got to go. I got to go buy so one. We had a real close story. We had a guy who brought in his issued helmet with no pads in it whatsoever. He's like, you, you guys sell the pads for this? I'm like, no. What happened to your pads? I sold them to a buddy. Oh, <laughs> like, what are you supposed to, how him. are you supposed to wear this now? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, awesome job, Sam. We got to get going, but great job. I think we, we came up with at least two brand new uh, shirt ideas. Yes, I we did. Put Lee, thank you so much, man. Definitely. I got to tell you from it. from my heart, I'm going to miss you guys very much. I'm yeah. not going to miss you because I'm going to bug you every. I'm going to I'm going to come over after school and play yeah. every day. You're still very much uh, around, so yeah. you're still around. And thank you. And I can't wait to train with uh, with you guys. But from my heart, thank you for everything thank you, you did over the last day. Hey, years. we can always have him back. Yeah. I think we, I think we should That's actually. Fine. I think yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a great threesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. And clean touch holes. That's right. Yes, indeedy. I'll, clean your touch hole. I'll clean yours if you clean mine. Scott <laughs> <laughs> Owners Radio, FM 96. AM 1170. The answer.